Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Weirdly Cosmic podcast for the Capricorn full moon 2022. I'm bringing this to you uh, later than I normally do the podcast because I have COVID. (laughs) I've had it for a week and it's the worst thing I've ever experienced in my life. I'm definitely on the up, but excuse me if my voice sounds um, intermittently very congested. And if I have to maybe pause to blow my nose too, but I'm definitely on the, on the way out. So anyway, I am the Cosmic Owl of Cosmic Owl Astrology, Louise Eddington, the author of three books, Modern Astrology, the best-selling The Complete Guide to Astrology, and my newest book, The Complete Guide to Tarot and Astrology. So seeing as I've got this book in hand, I will uh, show you that I have pulled a card for this full moon coming up and the full moon is actually going to be on July the 13th, 2022 at most places in the world. It will be at 12.37pm Mountain Time, my time, which is um, 11.37am Pacific, 2.37pm Eastern and 7.37 p.m. in the UK. That's universal time. Australia, everywhere, please, you'll have to do your own time zones. Anyway, I pulled a card for this earthy um, um, full moon because Capricorn is an earth sign. And I pulled the Ace of Discs, um, which is a a generally positive card, but I did pull it um, reversed. And the Ace of Discs uh, reversed is is really kind of um, a, a warning about uh, being ungrounded and about the possibility of making um, or, or of having some caution regarding any financial decisions or some really unwise uh, choices. So it's really a time to kind of have patience and take your time, which is very Capricornian with this. Now, other than that, the full moon itself, to my mind, has some great potential, but let's have a little look at the chart and then I'll go on to talk about it. Okay, so let me just get the chart up and share it and then I'll come back and we'll just talk about the energy. So the the full moon itself, uh, the Capricorn full moon is at 21 degrees, 21 minutes of Capricorn. So it's a double three. Um, a full moon is always an opposition. So the sun is at 21 degrees, 21 minutes of um, Cancer. On the Capricorn end, this, um, this lunation is only... Um, shade over six degrees away from Pluto and the moon and Pluto are what's called applying they are moving towards each other so I'm going to say this is conjunct um, Pluto and um, the Pluto is at 27 degrees and 30 minutes which means this is only two days after the second exact pass of the USA's Pluto return and um uh, as other astrologers that's using the Sibley chart which not all astrologers agree on but um, anyway Pluto is experiencing its Pluto return in a big way right now whether no matter which chart you use to be quite honest it's going to continue for some time so I'm going to say this this is affecting 
the USA a, a big, a, in a big way, um, as if we didn't know that. And uh, on the other end of this, um, the, the sun is actually conjunct Ceres in Cancer. This is asteroid Lilith in Cancer. I don't normally include her in the chart, but I am doing this time because I think she's been very much involved in this because of the um, attack currently on women's rights, which is going to filter out, by the way, um, you know, beyond just the borders of the USA. And it's also conjunct Mercury, the messenger. So uh, we'll talk about all of that together. Um, now, th this full moon is also aspecting the nodes quite closely, really, by less than one degree, forming a, what's called actually a mystic rectangle. But it's deeper than that, because the closest exact aspect to the full moon is actually an aspect to Juno, which is our um, partnership um relationship asteroid also rights of women and children at 21 degrees of pisces and this is all all these as aspects are actually forming what's called um an envelope pattern <coughs> excuse me which is actually quite a um harmonious pattern which is uh, bringing smooth, it's said that to bring smooth transition from a struggle, a choice, a break to clearing, bringing opportunities for um, showing initiative and innovating to move beyond the struggle. So, you know, I, I do see some quite great hope in, in this, um, in all of this aspect. <gasps> Did I even hit record? Didn't. Or did I? Oh, goodness. <laughs> Sorry about this. My brain is clearly not working very well. I did. <laughs> Sorry, COVID brain is real and I am getting better. But oh, I could not even sit at my desk last week. This is the first day I've sat at my desk since um, it started. So... Please forgive me for any kind of oh, missteps. Anyway, um, so, you know, there's, I'm finding a lot of hope in this and I'll come back and, and kind of talk about all of that. Uh, but first, ha let's have a little look at the numbers. And that gives me hope, too. So we have um, the. Um, OK. This is 21 degrees, 21 minutes, the full moon, which is a double three. And uh, month-wise, this is, well, we're in a six-year. Uh, it's actually a four-day in a seven-month. And adding all of that up for 11, I did have, is, is actually an eight-universal day, which is giving us great strength. Um, so I'm not going to talk about the day at much. I'm more interested really in this double three, the 21, 21, the threes. Then Juno is also at 21 degrees. So that's another three there. Um, so I think three is really the most important number in this um, aspect, other than the fact it's on the 13th, which is 
the number of the goddess. So I'm always loving the, the number 13 when that shows up. But the number three is, is one of the uh, three, six, nine numbers, the number of creativity and inspiration. Um, number three resonates with optimism, joy, inspiration, creativity, um, imagination, um, uh, humor, growth, expansion. Um, of course, everything has a shadow side, but the three also is the Empress Tarot card. So the Divine Feminine coming in there. Um, the three is definitely also associated and connected with the Ascended Masters, whatever you choose to call them, or the Ascended Beings, I prefer to call them. <laughs> and um, and number three is generally a, a quite a, a quite beautiful number that really um, brings um, a tremendous amount of creativity. However, <laughs> if you look at the shadow of the three, it can also re relate to a lack of stamina and concentration. Um, uh, really kind of spectacular rises and falls and mania and mood swings, if you like. And that kind of brings me back to this reversed one. You know, this is saying if you don't get grounded and take it steady with this full moon, then you will not get the full benefits that are available of this kind of energy. You will not find this joy and happiness. This is not the kind of joy and happiness that um, you take big leaps this is really getting grounded and feeling into it and to uh, really uh, think and concentrate and not scatter your energies so grounding really really important on this full moon okay and so looking more back at the astrology um I find it very interesting. I talked a kind of a little bit about the moon applying to the conjunction with um, Pluto. And, and so there's definitely um, an air of deep emotional and, um, and um, uh, deep emotional transformation and rebirth, especially around our institutions and our relationship to our institutions and man-made laws in in wherever we live and the structures of our lives as well that can involve literal buildings and so on and so forth and um i i kind of feel like this is activating a lot of stuff that began back in january 2020 this full moon is only um a shade away a degree away from the mass conjunction that kind of launched the pandemic and um and launched the big shifts and changes that we have going on in our society throughout the globe and through our relationship to our society and so everything that's been kind of digging in and happening since that time for you and um, and for us collectively is kind of going to get an echo here and a revisiting um, so just think back you know a little bit especially because this is aspecting the nodes. I think it's taking us towards our future and asking us to really think about what sustains us, the North Node in Taurus, um, 
and uh, what is sustainable. And there's probably going to be a lot going on here about financial decisions and financial commitment and, and so on and so forth. Um, looking at the other end of the full moon, the, the cancer, the sun in cancer, cancer sun, very much about protection, safety, um, and comfort zones, and rebirth as well, or just birth, to be honest. And I find it really interesting that the sun is conjunct Ceres. Um, Ceres and Pluto have a very intimate connection to my mind, because in the myth of Demeter and Persephone, Ceres, Ceres being Demeter, um, Ceres was the mother and, and, and Pluto or Hades was the uh, one that took away the innocent, the daughter, and took her into Hades and, um, and fed her the pomegranate seeds that took away her innocence. So these two were kind of enemies that had to come to some resolution and agreement, in other words, to, to kind of share Persephone in some way then and Ceres had to come to a great deal of forgiveness um, for the carnal desires of, of Pluto, Hades. Um, and of course, this all represents our carnal desires inside ourselves and, um, and that forgiving uh, kind of energy that we need to forgive ourselves for, for where we um, given in to kind of very human desires, if you like. And Ceres and Pluto are about to oppose each other after this full moon. And why I think that's important on this full moon is that for a long time, um, all the planets, apart from the moon every month and a couple of uh, minor bodies, have been on one side of the chart. Initially, through last winter, we had what's called a draconic bowl, where all the planets were trapped by the nodes. But since that point, as planets have been moving beyond the north node, they've also been still in one half of the planet um, by an opposition to Pluto's polarity point. And Pluto's polarity point is generally thought to be our soul's desire in this lifetime. And soon, on this full moon, Pluto uh, series is moving beyond that Pluto polarity point. So I'm just going to quickly share the chart again to quickly show you the pattern. I don't want you to get too tied up in that. But you can see all the planets on this side of the chart and Ceres is going to move beyond. Then the sun is going to move beyond and Mercury is going to move beyond. And we've, we're all we're going to move from this very concentrated subjective energy, and we're going to start to find some objectivity. Okay, and an opposition itself is an is in its well in its in itself a um, an aspect of needing objectivity. Our oppositions are looking at each other. The sun and the moon are looking at each other on this. Pluto is looking at Ceres in this. All these energies are looking at each other. And we're really taking a good, hard look at the structures we've created and how they work for us, for our lives from birth to death, really, from cradle to grave. Reminds me of when... Um, when uh, the British um, 
I wasn't alive at the time, but there's a well-known phrase about when we brought in the national health and, and so on and so forth in, in the UK about caring for the collective from cradle to grave. And I'm not saying we're moving back towards that, but we're taking a good hard look at that, about how our structures are not working, about how really, how easily, you know, these um, uh, Supreme Court judges are just taking away their rights now. Not so easily in a way, they've been working, they've been playing the long game, which is very Capricorn, to move to this point. And now we have to kind of take a good hard look at this and um, and really face it and really come to some um, balance and agreement. And as these planets all move beyond this on this full moon, we are going to start getting some more objective views towards it and, and start to be able to create something different. The threes, the, the vast creativity. All right, so I'm just going to take a little pause because I have sponsors. This is the last time I'll be talking about these two sponsors, at least for now. And I'm never going to take on two sponsors again at the same time. <laughs> but that's OK. I did. And it was an experiment. I was asked to, to do this trial for sponsorships. And I actually love the products they actually they asked me to sponsor. But I'm going to talk about my favorite one. And at the end, I'll talk about the other one, too. Um, this is Susto. Susto is moon dust. It's called hair wash. This is powdered shampoo. It's absolutely gorgeous. I absolutely love it. And if for those of you just listening, it's Susto, S-U-S-T-E-A-U. And it's in uh, recyclable packaging. And look at the size of this. This pack, small package is, is about um, eight normal shampoo bottles. Um, and it's powdered, so no liquid to go through CSA. It feels absolutely divine on the hair. I'm absolutely loving it. I'm going to keep buying it for my travels and for my personal use when I'm not colouring my hair. But um, so with my um, sponsorship, if you use the code COSMIC at Susto, is it Susto.com? Yes, Susto.com. I'll put the link in the, um, in the uh, show notes. If you use the, the code COSMIC, you get 15% off. But I don't know why nobody had ever thought of this before. Uh, you know powdered hair care that foams up when you sprinkle it on your hand you put water on your hand sprinkle it about not all in one spot sprinkle it about and then um and it feels great on your hair it uses less packaging it's um very eco-friendly um, which many shampoos are not this is just um <laughs> to my mind, absolute genius. And um, well done, Susto. And I hope you'll all give it a try using my link, which would support my podcast too, because they will see that, um, you know, my promotion uh, brought some interest. So please check on the link in the uh, show notes. Thank you, Susto, for introducing me to your amazing product. Oh, they also gave me a lovely... Um, hair clip. 
with it too. But um, anyway, back to the uh, chart. So I want to talk a little bit more about this pattern. So as I said, the envelope pattern itself is a very healing. We've got asteroid Lilith. Um, I always think of asteroid Lilith as the talk to the hand Lilith. Lilith was the first wife of Adam and asteroid Lilith is the only, um, is, is really the only um, physical um, manifestation of Lilith. Uh, and she's she's very much conjunct on the sun in this um, in this full moon, and she, to my mind, um, she's been very active in a lot of the energies lately. I think asteroid Lilith is kind of like this um, uh, teenage woman who was made equal and is not going to back down, is not going to go back, <laughs> is not going to um, be. She's, she says, I am created equal and I am taking my rightful place and nothing that you do is going to say, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be put in the corner. I'm not going to be controlled. I'm not going to submit to the patriarchy. Now, this is not just about men and women. This is about the entire energy of kind of the divine feminine and the divine masculine. And this um, rise in extremism that we've got of this uh, patriarchal trying to grasp onto the power. And there's the Lilith energy saying, no, no, we were all created equal, as it actually says in, you know, the US Constitution. But um, and we're not going to back down. This is going to apply to all of us, men, women, LBGTQ. Um, everybody has is equal and has equal rights and I think in I actually do think in time um, that we are going to have the equal rights more encoded into law um, but then again I'm a Sagittarius with great optimism and I think it's going to affect you know globally I think you know this is kind of showing up some countries already um, pretty much kind of responded by tightening up their um, legal rights um, by going, no, we're not going back. So I, I do have a lot of hope with all this, with Lilith being in there. Mercury, of course, uh, conjunct the sun is, is um, going to be very vocal about all this as well. So there's going to be a lot of speaking out about all of these issues. And then the aspect to Juno um, being the most exact one. Juno is really our partnership asteroid and she is our partnership with in Pisces with the collective, you know, uh, the collective cosmic soup of life and realizing that we are all interconnected. Actually on um, oh, yesterday on July the 4th, I had posted um, a prayer by um, written by a native uh, friend, American friend of mine that was absolutely beautiful that talked about our interconnectedness. I'll copy and paste it actually in the show notes. And, and this reminds me of this Juno in Pisces. This is saying we need to come together as a collective and support each other and remember our 
interconnectedness. And the reason I actually love this, um, that this aspect to Juno being um, kind of the point of this envelope is that Juno is, is really the focal point of this healing. So I think there's going to be a great move towards it because I think people are being shocked that, um, that we're not remembering our interconnectedness, that, um, you know, the, the rights of the Environmental Protection Agency can be taken away in, in the um, US. And, and people just kind of go, oh, no, we've let this happen. And perhaps now we're not going to let this happen next time. OK, again. So I think that's all I want to say about this. I actually find it to be a very beautifully healing full moon. Uh, the Uranus is coming up towards the North Node on, on the full moon to be exactly conjunct the North Node right at the end of the month. We'll be looking at that more on the next new moon podcast. But we're starting to feel Uranus on the North Node, which is kind of getting a bit of um, um, a, lo a lot of a fear factor being put up there out there about it. But I think see as that see the North Node as, as our potential, as what we're being pulled towards. And I kind of see Uranus conjunct the North Node as uh, being very much like. <laughs> You really better have wake up. If you don't wake up, then, you know, we're going to be in big trouble. So I kind of have hope for Uranus kind of waking up here a little bit. <laughs> so I hope I'm right. But overall, I see it as a very, very healing, very feminine, um, say, North uh, full moon overall. Saturn is the ruler of um, the full moon because Saturn is the ruler of Capricorn. Saturn is retrograde in Aquarius and is actually in a trine aspect to Venus in Gemini, who is the ruler of the North Taurus North Node. So Saturn and Venus are in this little dance together in air signs, kind of thinking about how we need to move forward with what man-made laws we're creating for the future. So all of that. So let's look at the symbols. So first of all, I'm just gonna read you the Sabian symbol and I'm gonna talk a little bit about my other sponsor, then I'm going to um, finish up with the beautiful Chandra symbols. So the, um, um, the actual symbol for um, Capricorn 22, because we always go up, is by accepting defeat gracefully, a general reveals nobility of character. And the keynote is the realization that one may grow through defeat as well as, and perhaps more than, success. And there it, it, he says, um, this is Rudyard, said that what matters most always is inner strength and Capricorn is really inner strength patience time and what we are learning from the lessons of time so this speaks to that and I think um, you know the nobility of character of most basic humans is going to start coming through 
and uh, and you know I love the fact it, it's kind of saying we're growing through defeat so it may feel like we've lost at this point in our time as I record this but how can we grow from that and how can we make sure that this is turn, turns into an achievement and success rather than just giving up and saying eh, we've lost all right so my second sponsor is uh, Fume now I don't actually smoke but I used to many years ago and um, the biggest problem for me when I gave up smoking was um, the kind of mouth habit um, and just, you know, having something to fiddle with. Well, the uh, people at Fume, <laughs> uh, this is Fume, and if you can't see it, it's kind of a wooden um, uh, pipe, little pipe thing, uh, decided that there had to be a natural um, alternative to smoking and vaping and so they created this which so it's wood so again a very sustainable um, product and fume works by um, inserting what they call cores into it which are completely natural and herbal and different flavors um, the one I just picked up is lavender and then this white cranberry this or this peppermint there that was that would be my favorite black pepper mm, conquer one's called but anyway you you use these cores in here and and just uh, inhale on those and you're just getting kind of a taste and and satisfying this habit now clearly I have not smoked for many years so <laughs> I can't tell you if it works for me personally so I did give it to a friend to try and they bought their own uh, because they actually found it helpful so I dusted this off so I can use it on here but um, they said it's really helpful and they are actually succeeding in quitting so check out Fume F-U-M and Fume is um, offering with the code um, Cosmic again, 10% off. And this is fume.com, F U umlaut M, Fume. Okay, again, the link will be in the show notes. And the actual website is breathefume.com, B R E A T H E F U M.com forward slash cosmic for your 10% off your entire order again in the show notes so give it a try or maybe give it to a gift uh, as a gift for a friend who would like to quit the weed best thing I've ever done honestly um quitting um pocket wise health wise everything wise so let's look at the um chandra symbol for uh, this degree for this full moon it's a bare altar covered with black velvet. Death is a force that brings into earth something from beyond. And this something is the X factor in the human equation. Your own previous deaths as major signposts which hold you to your noblest and most surrendered ways of being. Mortality has spoken. Immortality arises from the ashes. 
a threshold awareness that hugs the edge between the worlds and bows before a God who presides over the living and the dead. You stride across worlds in tune with myriad frequencies and are quite able to make way for the unknown, the infinite, the other side of life. A fiercely held intention to bow before what truly is and fall for nothing less, no matter how attractive or appealing. So if I could sum up this full moon with all of this, this is the message is on this full moon for no matter whether you're thinking of your own personal life or the bigger picture, um, it's to get very grounded, take your time and know that we can create from the ashes of kind of what what's going on around us. And I'm hoping to send this to a certain person in my life who's got something major going on because I think this is really relevant to that person. So um, think of who it's relevant for in your life as well, if not yourself. But collectively as well, I do see such potential for us to be able to move beyond the ashes of what appears to be all collapsing and to create something more sustainable, more in alignment with our collective values that supports us all. So um, from COVID world, it's goodbye. I managed to cope very well throughout that time. Managed to avoid one coughing fit. Um, and I, my next time, hopefully I'll be fully recovered. Much love. See you next time.